knew back in January of last year that I loved you and that I wanted you in my life. And now, coming to you from the K2 Studios in San Diego, California, it's the world-famous Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? How y'all doing today? I am Chris. And I'm Christine. And welcome to episode 20 of the Chris and Christine Show. Fantastic. Welcome to the great year. 2020. Here we are. Yeah. Can you believe that it actually perfectly lined up that episode 20 would land on our first episode of 2020? That is great. That is great news. And welcome to the new year, everybody. And thank you and glad that you guys are here to join us for our first episode in 2020. Welcome. Yeah, we're really excited. And the podcast continues to grow. We brought on yet another country this week, Costa Rica. Costa Rica! We didn't quite make it to South America, but we are inching our way towards having all of the six main continents on board with us. And then we can really say we are world famous, Chris. Well, actually, I think we can say we're world famous (laughs) right now. Yes, I think so. 14 countries. Can you believe that? Wait, how many? One, four. 14 14 countries. countries. Mm Mm-hmm have listened to our podcast. Mm -hmm. That is great news. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you. You. I'm talking to you right now. No, you. The one that's listening. Yes, you with your (laughs) headphones on or whatever you're doing it. Yes, thank you for listening. Yeah, we want to say thank you for joining our family and helping us to really be able to grow this little dream into something bigger than we ever thought it would be. We are so incredibly grateful for you. And we have a great year of content in store for you. Super excited that we have some amazing guests that are lined up over the next couple of weeks. I know. Hot tease. Yeah, we're kicking it off with a bang. And we have some just great content overall. We're definitely going to be letting you get to know us a little bit more as a couple. Oh, yeah. And speaking of that, in case you're just first joining us for the first time, Christine and I are a couple and we are engaged to get married. We're not married yet, but we will be this year. We're on the countdown. 320 days to go. Countdown. Yep. Oh, do you have a timer? Like one I of those, do. Oh, on your app, on your yes. phone? 320 Ooh, re- days and what? 16 hours until our wedding ceremony How many starts. minutes? How many seconds? Oh, get- turn, it, turn it off. <laughs> oh, man. Well. But we are so excited. And this podcast is something that we created together. It was Chris's idea first. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me. Chris was like, I need a co-host. And then he invited me to join him. And so we have built this baby up together and we have fun creating it every week. And it's become a, kind of our date night together. Yes, it's because something fun we do together, like a hobby. Like uh, if you guys have hobbies out there, if you guys are couples and have hobbies and things you guys do together, whatever it could be. It could be dinner. It could be a movie. It could be you guys like going hiking or you guys like, uh, I don't know, rowing boats or um, water (laughs) skiing. Kayaking. That's Mm -hmm. what I meant to say. Kayaking. But um, this is kind of like our 
thing we do. And I just thought of it out of a whim. I'm like, let's do a podcast. I mean, how hard can it really be? You know what I'm saying? So, But it's been hard along the way. We've had to learn a lot and it's been very rewarding, but it's definitely something that we work at. And so we aim to bring you content that is relevant to you and that you find joy in as much as we do. Right, because we do it for you guys, although we do it for us for fun, but we we do do it for you guys (laughs) to enjoy in your ears. Yeah, Yeah, we do find that through the process of creating together that it definitely helps us work through communication challenges and a lot of those different things that people have to work through. Sometimes they do it through pre-marriage counseling. Sometimes they do it through a lot of other ways. And we find that it we kind of storm through things, we create through things, we are constantly talking about it, and it helps us figure out how to meet in the middle and how to compromise, which is not always an easy thing oh, when, you, gosh. When, when you have two strong personalities like oh, us. Yeah, tell me about it, you know, <laughs> compromising, whoo, yeah. man, that ain't easy to do. And in addition to being engaged, Chris and I are in the process of blending our family. Blending family, like a big blender. Yeah, sometimes it feels like that. But we are bringing together our kiddos. I bring into the relationship a teenage son. He's 14, going on 40. I mean, 15. (laughs) 15. I thought he was 15. (laughs) He's going on 15 in a couple weeks. Yeah. He's going to be 15 in, in this month. Yeah, January 18th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I also bring in not just one, kid i bring in two both boys into the relationship i have a nine-year-old who's going to be 50 and i have a (laughs) seven-year-old who's going to be 12 no your nine-year-old is turning 10 on january 19th the day after zeke turns 15 yeah they both have very close and very similar birthdays both in january Yeah, you know, what's so funny is as we've been dating and building our relationship and helping our boys to be able to build a stronger relationship, we have noticed how much testosterone flows between the three of them. Oh my gosh. Holy crap. They are constantly fighting and bickering and who can be the best at this? Who can be the best at that? Who gets to be the leader and who gets to call the shots and it's... I think it's completely normal, but for both of us, we've been not used to that dynamic. I mean, well, of course, I have. Okay. to some I, extent you have. Yes, because I have the two two boys. Right. And when they're together, it's constant bickering. It's constant fighting. It's like, um, it's all about a game. I used to play this game with them, which was, um, whoever cleans their room up first is my favorite. I know. I hate when you do that. He's like, whoever does this gets to be my favorite. And I'm like, stop, Chris. <laughs> they all get to be your favorite. No, but there's there's no competition needed. Or I would say uh, whoever cleans their room is the best. Oh, my gosh. Because with them, it's what all about who, do with you? who gets to be the best no. of the best. But of course, Mason, who's the youngest, is always like, you know, last place on pretty much everything. So he gets all mad and he starts hitting Jacob. I don't want to do this. And you did that. And then Jacob started it. Yeah. And then Chris will be like, okay, Mason, I'm going downstairs to do something. You're in charge of everybody. <laughs> and Mason, Mason tries to like be in charge of everybody and the big boys don't listen to him and then they start fighting. But anyways, what we're learning is how to navigate this world of lots of testosterone. And for me, 
it's completely unfamiliar because I was raised with three sisters. There were four girls. My dad was the only man in the house. This is a whole new world for me. So I appreciate and I take all of your prayers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I give some to you, too. You know, um, so all girls, what's that like? Definitely very different. I mean, we bickered, but about different things like you can't borrow my shoes and borrow my shoes. Yeah. (laughs) And you're going to stretch out my shirt or whatever. Or, you know, it was never fighting about boys between us because our ages were so different. It was really about like, don't borrow my stuff without asking and don't go into my room without asking. Oh, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. You know, I bet they'll do the same thing, these boys here. They'll probably um, kind of get into the same thing. Because Jacob and Mason, they're getting close in uh, clothing sizes. Yeah. I, I literally, I can't tell. I got to ask each kid, okay, whose shirt is this? And whose pants are these? Because I don't know the difference. Right. So maybe eventually they will. But that's really what we argued about when we were growing up. And then we would fight about other stuff. But it was nothing like these boys constant fighting. But, oh. you know, it's... I'd like to say that I think it's very normal and they really do get along really well. And I feel like we are very fortunate that they giggle, they laugh, they get in Nerf gun fights, they drive us absolutely batty like tonight. But in the grand scheme of things, I feel very fortunate that our boys have been able to build a connection. So yes, yes, they have. They do get along for the most part. I would say. Yeah, they do. Mm hmm. They enjoy playing together. So uh, that's just a little bit about us. And we are really excited for 2020. And Chris <laughs> wanted to talk about this funny thing that we've been seeing pop up on the news. Wasn't it about an article that you read saying, like, don't sign your checks or sign papers with a just legal a documents? 20? Any legal document, they want you to make sure that you sign it out when you put the date, that you put the full 2020, 2020, not just 20. And I was doing 20. I'm like, what's the big deal? Can they like, not figure this out? You know, they think you write 20. I think they mean like 1920, you know? Yeah. So we had a conversation this morning over coffee about that. And Chris was like, okay, break it down for me because I didn't have an issue writing 19 or 18. And what I was explaining to him is that if you leave 20, then somebody can fill in the back end with whatever other two numbers they want, which could result in legal documents being backdated or forward dated or so being altered. you're saying like they can write 2045 or 2021 if they're wanting to extend a lease so like oh say, you know what you can do what? i saw th- that okay what if you got like no cash in the bank and you gotta write, you gotta write a check to somebody you just give them the check and you write 2025 or whatever on there and then, like, here you go. Here's your check. Oh, my gosh. You're ridiculous. And then be like, I can't cash it. Oh, that's right. I got to fix that. Let me take that back to the bank. I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> or in the opposite, let's say that you have some type of a legal document and you really want to make sure that it's solid and legal. I don't know. Maybe, like, a lease termination or something. If you just sign it with a two zero, somebody else could, like, add in a two one after it. Or, you know, I just... That's what the news says is to not sign your papers with just a two zero or your checks with just a two zero, but to write out two zero two zero to make sure you stay safe. 
And speaking of being safe, you know, uh, it is 2020. It is the new year. And there are probably some New Year's resolutions that people are uh, writing down and setting up. And we've got a list of some ones you've probably didn't even think of. And we're going to get to those right after this. The Chris and Christine Show is now on Instagram at the K2 Show San Diego. Check out our latest pictures, videos, show teasers, and life updates on Instagram at the K2 Show San Diego. And now it's time for Hot Topics. Do, 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 do. Yes! First Hot Topics of the new year. Yeah, let's of bring the it. Decade. What you got? The decade. Wow. What you got, baby? All right. So, you know, Chris, when the new year comes around, people tend to make New Year's resolutions, right? Oh, don't we all? You know? Right. I but mean, they tend to yeah. be like some of the same ones. Like, I'm going to lose weight. Go to the gym. Gonna, work out more. Right. And people try to play it safe. And they, you know, try to do the same things over and over again. And guess what? What? The majority of individuals that set New Year's resolutions abandon them in their first couple of months. Months? I say days. Maybe even hours. <laughs> you know. Sometimes. But I think that sometimes it's because people think of the same things over and over and over again. And so with that in mind, we today are bringing forward a list of unusual resolutions that actually might help you stay consistent. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, let's hear what you got. All right. We're going to start with number 10. And it's and it's a list of 10. So the first unusual resolution is to do something nice for others every day. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be something big, but to make a resolution to improve the life of someone else every day, even in the simple little things. Like opening a door for somebody? Yeah, it could be as simple as that. It could be paying for somebody's coffee at Starbucks. Don't do that every day. It'll get expensive. Mm -hmm, um, it mm -hmm. could be helping out with a project at work. It could be doing something for a child. It could be doing something for a partner, but focusing on doing something nice for others every day. Oh, that is fantastic. Can you imagine how life would feel if you actually had a year of practicing kindness every day? I do that every day. So check that one off my list. LOL. No, <laughs> no. Check mark off the list. Yes, <laughs> exclamation point. Okay, and number nine is to sort out a financial worry. So some people tend to develop a New Year's resolution saying something like, get out of debt. And so they set this lofty goal. Well, that's like a generic, goal, general thing. You're saying like pinpoint out one thing? Like one, one thing to sort out a financial worry. And what they're saying in this article is that by addressing that one, that it can help you build confidence because you're setting a small yeah, attainable goal. Yeah, I got goal. one done. Right. And then it lets you feel like, oh, I can start to do more. And it allows you to build on one after another versus setting this huge resolution that you might never accomplish. Yeah, I get that. Okay, cool. Okay, and the next thing is, number eight, make the usual unusual. So this one says, hmm. it's easy to get into a rut where we do the same things day in and day out, but this year, spice up your routine, and it could be as simple what? as wearing different clothing, it could be driving a different route to work, 
It's about doing something out of the ordinary to change your pattern. Well, that can get different and it can be dangerous because next thing you know, you're forgetting where you put stuff or you um, drive the wrong way on the road or you you get lost. Okay, but that's being pessimistic. Think of the opposite. Think of you could drive a different route to work and you could find out that it saved you time or you decide to wear a different hairstyle and oh wow they talk crazy notice, well just it's like a wear it a different way and then people notice and they say oh my gosh i you know i really like your hair that way and you're like oh i never really thought of that maybe i'll Try another unusual thing tomorrow. Or for your ladies, maybe uh, a different makeup brand, maybe, or different shades. Or even different shades. Like, oh, maybe I always go with a brown smoky eye. Maybe I'm going to bring a little pop of color. Here here I am dropping uh, shade talk, you know, about makeup. (laughs) Throwing shade. (laughs) Throwing shade. Throwing shade, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, number seven on the list is try out a new food each week. What? Yeah. I don't know about that one, man. I mean, so many people are so, when it comes to food, they're so like picky. You know, right, they can be. Right, but what it's be. saying here is that the, this speaks to that New Year's resolution of people saying like, I want to lose weight, I want to get fit. And so they try to do this completely brand new approach to eating. And what it's diet. Saying, right, what it's saying here is add one food in every week that you don't normally eat and it could be healthier greener foods that are better for your body or maybe some things that you avoid because you don't like the texture and it's like gradually ease in and by the end of a year even if you haven't done one new food every single week if you do it the majority of weeks you've brought in like 40 or 50 new foods into your diet that you hadn't before the year started. Well, that's pretty cool, you know. I mean, especially if you go like to like where's that place that has a crazy food like China or like mm-hmm. uh, Singapore or places like that. They have crazy food. Well, it's not crazy for you guys, but it's crazy for us Americans because we usually just are burgers and steaks and things like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, I tried. I used to never like sushi. Oh, by the way, side fact. Uh, I don't think Christine ever has had sushi. Yes, I have. You've had sushi? I've had sushi. I don't care for it. See, she doesn't like sushi. So, um, but I've tried it. But I've tried tried it. it. Okay, well, she says she tried it. I've never seen her try it. So, I think your New New Year's resolution is to actually try some sushi. No, that's a negative ghostwriter. Ugh. Well, People whatever. talk about like pokey or poke, however they say it. And it's like a bowl of raw fish. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Since I've been dating Christine, we have never have had sushi. I think the last sushi I've had was BK before Christine. <laughs> that is correct. I do not care for sushi. So who am I going to take on my sushi lunches? If you can't take Christine, you'll have to break the kids into. Oh come on, yeah, right. <laughs> they won't come. They only like rice most of the time. That's so funny. Okay, so number six is learn something you never learned as a child. Like what? Like if you didn't ride know how to ride a bike? Yeah, it's saying like if you didn't learn how to ride a bike, maybe you didn't know how to do a handstand. Maybe you never learned how to. Well, swim. hey, if you're eighty, don't do it. Try doing a handstand. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But maybe you never learned how to swim, or maybe you oh, always yeah. wanted to learn to boogie board. Okay. Just don't be like Chris and boogie board at Imperial Beach and get stung by a stingray. Oh, yeah. That thing got me one year. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I thought I was going to die. So, like, 
I'm like, oh, I knew what it was when it stung me because I feel like a sharp knife, like someone jabbed a knife in my ankle. And I'm like, oh, what the hell was that? So then I um, uh, like limped to the beach. My foot's bleeding. No, I said, he didn't limp to the beach. He like fell to the ground of the sand and he started screaming and he's like, ah. <laughs> and then my sister has got her cell phone out and she's like taking no, pictures no and- she was snapchatting she wasn't even taking pictures she was straight up snapchatting and she was like ha, 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 ha. and i'm like be nice be nice it was no bleeding too. i was I like no papar- no paparazzi <laughs> oh paparazzi but uh, my foot was bleeding had yeah, blood everywhere it was. and they uh, took me over to the lifeguard place and there was like Ten other suckers that also got stung that same day getting uh, healed. And mind, by you, the w- mind you, this is the first time I ever met Chris's parents and all of this went down. Yes. All within the first like five minutes of me going in the water. But uh, by the way, the cure for Stingray, the cure, because we do the this tail stabs you and injects the poison into your leg or whatever. Um, is to put it in hot water mm-hmm. for like an hour. Yeah. So the lifeguards had hot water brewing and little these little um, buckets for your feet or whatever and hot water and they put yeah. your foot in there and that's kind of I guess it draws the poison out or something. Yeah. But anyways, back to your back to your story. Back yeah. to you, babe. You could learn to do something you never learned to do as a child, including boogie boarding, or it could be something simpler like maybe there was words that were really difficult for you to spell when you were a child and you never really learned how to master them you could do that or an adult like right. me you know right. what I'm exactly <laughs> um yeah so that's an unusual unusual resolution to set the next one number five on the list i love this one and it's develop a good relationship with your body and this one again Ooh. goes back to that whole i need to beat my body into submission let me go on a diet New Year's resolution oh, okay. you know everybody's working out and we're not knocking that but what this is saying is yes it's important to invest in your body and it's important to take care of it but it's also really important to develop body confidence and respect and self-esteem and that that's a really good resolution that people don't always focus on because they're trying to lose the weight versus or in addition to that developing a healthy relationship with your body along the way fantastic yeah what's what else you got now baby number four this one is fun make a new friend every month i love that wait every month how can do that how's it possible unless you're in school or something well no you could you know meet new people talk to people like at the airport maybe or the uh when you're at the coffee shop when you're socializing when you're at church when you are at work, maybe it's somebody that you are acquainted with, but you don't really know. And it's not saying they need to be your best friend, but everybody could use a few more good friends. So just say hi and what's up and how you doing. Small talk with somebody. You know, they don't have to be like on your will, but right. just, you know. But make a new friend every month. And by the end of the year, you'll have 12 new friends and your circle will look different and stronger and richer and you'll have a more fulfilled life because of it. Awesome. Okay, number three, break a record. Ooh, like really like my final records I have hanging over here in the wall? It could be, no, (laughs) like a record of any kind. It could be your own personal record. So if you're a runner, it could be to break your own personal running record. Oh, but don't try to like go for like the world record fastest pole vault or anything like that. No, but it's like continuously trying to break your own record. So 
I don't know, Chris, maybe for you, it would be like, what's the fastest you've driven your Z? I can't say that on the air. <laughs> Come well, on. Well, it could be to break that record. Well, if I had a track to take it to, I probably would. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. maybe that could be part of your resolution is to find okay. one and okay. to drive it. Uh, number two on the list is learn a decent party trick. Really? Yeah. Like, like what? To be the fun of the crowd when you go to a party, to do some type of a party trick, maybe something that comes into play after a couple of I don't know any party tricks. What do you I, got? Don't, I don't know any. I am like the boring Is there an example on the, on the sheet there? Is there an example? Uh, it's saying mastering a new skill, no matter how pointless, can increase your self-esteem as well as earning you some serious social kudos next time oh, you reveal you know, the it only in one public. I can do, the only one I can do, you, you uh, listeners can't see this, but I'm going to show Christine right now. Watch this, Christine. Watch this. See my thumb? See my thumb? Oh, look. See? I'm moving her away. <laughs> I'm, look, there it goes. Oh, there's there. It's backed again. That's about all they got. Yeah. Here <laughs> it's saying like you could do something like a simple contortion or hey, maybe it's your really good at twister or maybe you want to become really good at twister because you want to win twister at the next party that you're at kudos to you get at it there you go there you go yes and then the number one unusual resolution is to get your photo taken in five interesting places Wow. You know, you could probably do that at your house. Like, oh, that corner over there. I'm going to take a picture of myself. That's not interesting. Well, it's interesting to me. Well, this is talking about for people that are, instead of saying, oh, I want to travel more, to set a goal of, I'm going to take a photo in five interesting places this year. And then you're hunting throughout the year to try and find those five interesting places. Like, I would say... Last year, we definitely did that, you know, with our travels to Zion and Vegas and Hawaii. Oh, yeah. And Disneyland. Like, we definitely had more than five. But that could be a goal for someone that maybe doesn't travel much. Basically saying travel, take pictures, load them up on social media. So we all can share in your glory of taking your five shots. But uh, you don't have to go very far. You can do it here in town or whatever town you live in and take pictures and uh, post them. And it's not even saying – it's not saying it about social media. What it's saying is start to include yourself in pictures because a lot of people – well, I guess we're in more selfie culture now. Yes, we are. But some people that are just developing confidence and trying to get out there might not take photos as much. And so it's trying to create a visual record of your life like – Trying to make it more rich. Like you were here. Yeah. This proves you were here. Yeah. And, proves you existed. And, no. And remember what it felt like when you went out and you did that really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That was fantastic, Christine. Thank uh, you so much for that list. Thank you. And that was a really fun list. And we are going to be coming back right after this, picking up, talking a little bit more about resolutions and planning for the future so stay tuned you're not gonna want to miss this the chris and christine show is available everywhere on google play with google podcast spotify soundcloud apple podcasts youtube and iHeartRadio. so chris i know we were talking about unusual resolutions but One of the things that we haven't talked about, I don't know if we've ever really talked about it in our relationship, is what's your perspective on resolutions? Do you do them? Do you not? 
Well, that's a good question. Thank you so much for asking that, Christine. And a matter of fact, I never really have ever had set my personal New Year's resolution. Why is that? I think because what I do each and every day is I have little mini goals of making sure each day is better than the previous day. So I guess it kind of counts as making this year better than last year. And last year was pretty good, so it's going to be tough (laughs) to um, actually beat it. But, um, you know, kind of like that. Make sure you live each day to the fullest. And um, you do each day, you say, man, I did my best that day. So, you know, be very productive. And I'm a pretty productive mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, like, you're I can't always sit really still. Busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't sit still. I always got to be moving, cleaning, doing something. If I got five minutes to do, I'm going to find five things to do in yeah. that five minutes. Yeah. So, do you think, like, with setting those little mini goals, do you find that they're around like certain things? Like, do you have some around like finances or growth or like, how do you decide what you want to get better at? Well, it all depends on what needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if I have to mow the lawn, that's a goal and I'll do it. Um, pay the bills or whatever, things mm-hmm. like that, I guess. It's just normal things most people do. But um, I think of them as little mini goals, almost like resolutions, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, I just do them and mentally check them off. And I do feel good about checking those off my list. Yeah, I get that. And like back in college, I used to set some resolutions and I would abandon them like the majority of Americans. So I didn't like that feeling of not being successful. And I felt like sometimes setting a resolution, quote unquote, for an entire year wasn't realistic for me. But what I did instead is I would set little goals like you, but I've kind of changed my approach over the last couple of years. And that's what I wanted to share with all of our friends out in podcast land and maybe okay. maybe it'll be an inspiration. Well, I want to hear it too. What you got? Thanks. So it all started actually three years ago. I had never heard of this before, but I got invited by one of my friends from work. It was like January, a year after I'd moved here. I'd just been dumped by my boyfriend at the time. Oh, I know. Like, literally, he so broke up sad, with me. He broke up with face. me 30 minutes before this party. And I was sitting in my car, and I was like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. And my sister, I was on the phone with her, and she's like, you need to go to this get-together. And what it was was a vision board party. Have you ever heard of those, Chris? What is a vision board? You know, that, is that when you smoke the peyote and, like, Sit in a tent and a teepee and all that stuff. No. The, you got the visions and stuff. No, it's not. And at first, it was like so new to me. I'd never really thought of it. But what it is is creating like it's kind of like a visual scrapbook, like a a single board. I mean, it could really be on anything. I use like little canvas things that you would paint on from Michaels. And what you do is you really think about what you want to accomplish in the next year. And then you find visuals that represent that. You can cut them out of magazines and words and things like that. And you put them all together on a board. And then you keep that in a place where you see it on a daily basis. And it's 
helping it to become your vision. It's like seeing things over and over again. It starts to become more realistic. And so I did that three years ago for the first time. And it was really hard because it was in the middle of something that was like a really difficult time, you know, right in the midst of a breakup. But I found that that vision board created at that really low point actually was a really good guiding framework for me for the next year. Wow. That is fantastic. So I've heard of people actually um, taking pictures of things they really are inspired to do or to own or to have, I guess. And they put them like in their office or their car or whatever, uh, like a picture of, a, of an island or Hawaii, for example. And they right. want to go to Hawaii or some car they really, really want. Like, you know, like look at cars, you know, every kid is in the cars mm-hmm. you, when they're young. And they'll have cars of fancy cars like Ferraris and things yeah. like that. And they'll have them in their wall. So it's kind of the same thing, but on yeah, a different level. Yeah, it kind of is. So when people create vision boards, there's like two main different ways. Some people get really materialistic and it's about like all the things they want to accumulate. And I'm not that person. I really look at it as what do I want to have come to pass in my life in the next year? Like, what do I want my life to look like? And not in all aspects, but there's things that, like you, I want to get better at. I want to enhance. And so for the last three years, I've created them. I actually, for two years in a row, had a party at my own house, hosted a vision board party. A vision board party? Yeah. What's that like? Oh, it's super fun. I had like 25 girls together. We had stacks and stacks, stacks and stacks of magazines. We had snacks, all kinds of glue and hot glue guns and all kinds of stuff. Wine? Yes, of course. <laughs> and we created a vision board. And actually, I have mine from the past year that I brought well, into the K2 it. studio. And friends, I'll post a picture of it on the K2 show webpage or K2 show Instagram. That's it. But, um, okay, so some of the things that I had, and I created this the first week of January of 2019. So well, at that, that was point, last year. So this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. So we're using last year's vision yeah. board for yeah, this year. Are we, no, no, are we no. allowed to do that? No, I'm going to tell you what was on last year's vision board because this year I'm creating my new one this oh, Wednesday night. Oh, you haven't night. made it yet. No, this Wednesday night. Oh, so Wednesday's the uh, due date, right? Wednesday's for the, vision the, board? the vision board party. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so on the 2019 vision board, at the center of it, it said two hearts, one home. Wow. What does that mean? Two hearts, like you and me, we were dating, one oh. home. Oh, so you move in together? Well, I don't know. I mean, whether it was moving in together or feeling connected, the vision was for you and I to grow closer to each other. And I feel like we've done that. Oh, and well, not only, obviously. Right. You know. I mean, we're engaged, have a home together, you know, all those fun things. And then another section was just engaged. I wrote that. Ooh. Um, but then another quote is going to make me all tearful. Okay. That it said is, it has made me better loving you. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> I think that loving you and learning to love you through all of our ups and downs has helped me to become a better person, more understanding and empathetic and patient 
And so I think that that's really true. I think I'll continue to become a better version of myself. I hope so. Yeah. And then another quote that I had on there was, we see the value of providing stable and supportive homes to our children. Yeah, that's really important. That should be, um, you don't need a vision board to tell you that. But I did want to make it a priority. So I wanted to continue to bring that to the forefront because at the time I only had a child. But now together, you and I have children. Yeah, 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 I guess I'll go like that way. Yeah, so there was other things. There was um, a picture of Hawaii, which oh, wow. was amazing because we ended up going to Hawaii. That's and, right. Um, then there was off the grid. Which, What's that? Like a vacation off the It says an inspirational escape off the grid. And we actually went to Zion where there was no cell signal. There was a little bit. But I remember still it was it kind was of kinda, off the grid. It was spotty and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I felt like that was off the grid. No, and then, it was, yes. Uh, waterfalls was something that we I saw had. in Hawaii. We yeah. saw that in Zion too, remember? Mm-hmm. We did. Oh, awesome. Uh, and then make tradition. What's that? That was, I wanted to focus on you and I starting to make traditions for our little family unit. And I feel like we've started to do that. Ooh, what you got? Tell me what you got. Well, I think like our family Christmas, this is our second year that we had our little family Christmas celebration, our Thanksgiving get togethers, and some of the little things that we're starting to do with the boys. That was a priority to me because I feel like after not having well you know being a single mom to my son we had some of our own routines but it's different when you have a family unit and you start to build traditions together it feels different and that was something that I wanted to be a priority was I knew I knew back in January of last year that I loved you and that I wanted you in my life. And so when I created this vision board, it made me think of all the life that I wanted to have with you. And so as I was creating it, I was creating this vision for who I wanted to be in the relationship. Why is it just a big picture of me? That's what it should be (laughs) on there. Um, There was a little picture of a turtle on here also. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I see that. And then it said wild romance. So, and then love of family, inspiration. Wait, wild romance with a turtle? No. (laughs) You're such a brat. Um, But then there was this other quote that is funny because I was in like two different magazines. So not only did I have that quote that said, it has made me better loving you, but at the bottom it said, it has made me better loving you. It has made me wiser and easier and brighter. Fantastic. Yeah. So, and then one other thing that, one other quote that I put on my vision board that really stood out for me was it said, love lets you find those hidden places in another person, even the ones they didn't know were there, even the ones they wouldn't have thought to call beautiful themselves. Oh, well, thank you. You're my angel. You know, that's my vision board. Just you and an (laughs) angel and a turtle for funsies. Well, that's what I do instead of resolutions. Like I said, I haven't found success in resolutions. So what I do is I create a vision board for myself and then I make sure to put it in a prominent place in my bedroom or in the house where I can go back to it and I can look at it and I can really simmer on what life is like. And I Actually, I use it a lot to pray, pray over my life, pray over the people in my life that I love and just 
to really be intentional and focused and to try and be really grounded. And again, mine's not about things, materialistic things, but it's again, who do, I want to oh, show hey, up with. We'll cut you off who here. Show up uh, do other girls, when you guys do your vision board party, what are their stuff they usually put up? Usually. Well, it's different for everyone. There are some girls that will put more, um, I don't want to say materialistic things because that downplays what they want. But like, now, if they're single, they want like a husband on the list. Is that like a- sometimes there's like a relationship or a ring or something that symbolizes commitment? Mm-hmm. Um, travel is one that I see a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. What and about then, like uh, finance type stuff? Yeah, like debt free or education. But I actually went through a training back in Utah with my best friend, Kira, and they taught us. Shout out. What's up, Kira? How you doing, baby? Shout out, bestie. At this training, she actually paid for me to go. It was really amazing. They taught us how to approach vision boards so they don't just become materialistic, but really to help you be intentional. And so I use that guide when I work with. My, my girlfriends and we create our vision boards together and it's really fun that is great that is awesome i should probably figure that out too you know maybe we should do like a family vision board night that would be great get the kids involved that'd and have, be so fun we can have each one just do like one that way it's mm-hmm. like get crazy like that yeah. we'll have like one thing that each one of them can contribute to the board whatever it is we could create so i could have mine individually but we could create one that we all contribute to as a family. And we have like our names, like sign our name on it or put our name on next to it. I love so it. each one, and then we can probably put that somewhere in the house. I don't know. I don't what know. Do I think? love it so much. Like I'm going to cry right now. Oh, well, I just thought of that just <laughs> now. You know, I think well, that's fantastic. I think well, creating a family vision board is really a beautiful idea. So, what do you guys think out there? Should we create a family vision board or even a visual one? I think a family one's better because a family one, everybody gets involved, and we just have to go like as big as Christine's. We can each put our own little spin on it. Yeah, and we could just focus on a couple of things that are important to us. And then I think what that does for us as a family is it helps us know what the priorities of one another are. What's important? Like, what's important to Mason? He's seven. What is important? Is oh, who it, knows? Yeah. Like Nerf guns and Legos. But <laughs> if we know that, then being able to spend time as a family playing with those with him could really go a long way for him. Yeah, but when you're kids, so you really do change your mind a lot. Yeah. Like what you find, like what you're really into. Like one day it's Fortnite, next day it's Legos, next day it's riding your bike, the mm-hmm. next day it's something else. You so. never know. I mean, maybe we'll be surprised. I I just love the idea and I hope we could do it. Fantastic, baby. Yeah. Well, to you all, thank you so much for joining us on this first episode of 2020. On behalf of Chris and I, we appreciate you so much and we cannot wait to unfold the rest of our episodes over the course of this year and to grow alongside you. Right, Chris? Oh, that is well said, well spoken. I appreciate everything you do. And thank you so much for everybody out there listening and joining us on this podcast adventure. We got, I got the steering wheel, Christine's got the roadmap, and we are going on a We're trip. We're forging ahead. <laughs> That's right. 2020, here we come. Fantastic. Remember this week that life is too short to wake up in the morning with regret. 
So love the people who treat you right, forget about the ones who don't, and believe that everything happens for a reason. If you get a chance, take it. If it changes your life, let it. Nobody said that it would be easy. They just promised it would be worth it. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Chris. And I'm Christine. And until next week, keep moving forward. <laughs>